if you are an educator, if you're a teacher and you're not monetizing your content, you're missing a huge opportunity. Because as teachers, it doesn't matter how big your studio is or what level of students you're teaching, you are constantly creating content. Every lesson, you're creating content. You're coming up with ways to explain things to different students. You're helping them understand. And that's a unique skill set. And I think that a lot of teachers don't realize how valuable that is and that that's not something that everybody can do. Hi teachers, I'm Carly Walton and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, a show where you'll find tips and strategies for growing your music studio. I am all about helping you automate your tasks, grow through social media, and teach with the best online tools. Welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are. Maybe you are driving to a student or you are doing dishes or cleaning your house or you're at your computer prepping your lessons. Wherever you are, I'm so thrilled to have you inside this community and be a listener of the TMO podcast where I really hope to give you some inspiration and connect you with some really fantastic other teachers who have amazing experiences as well. This week's review comes from iTunes from user JL and she said, my studio has come back from the dead because of Carly's TMO course. It is my favorite online community I'm a part of and the podcast is so inspiring. Thanks, Carly. Thank you, JL, for your review. And if you haven't left a review for the podcast yet, it only takes one minute. So what are you waiting for? I always appreciate hearing how the podcast has helped you with your business. Maybe you've been listening to me for a while, but you haven't left a review. Well, I really, really want to hear how it's helped you and what are some of your takeaways from listening every week. So go over to iTunes, scroll or find the Teach Music Online podcast, scroll to the bottom and leave your review today. Today's episode is with Ashley Young of Ashley Young Music Studio. Ashley is a pianist and educator who leads people to find the excitement, passion, and life force in music. She believes that music has the power to bring people together to recognize our shared humanity if we let it. Ashley has a program for self-taught adult piano players called Casual to Confident Piano Player, which we're going to dive into during this episode today. Ashley has been inside the TMO community and courses, so I've watched her shift from teaching solely in person to creating a thriving YouTube channel and course membership for adult piano learners. We have so much to learn from her. She's so positive. She has an amazing approach to thinking outside the box as far as how you create income as a music teacher. So without further ado, enjoy this interview with Ashley Young. Ashley, thanks for joining me today. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So we've known each other for a few years now. That's crazy. And we're we're a few years into this pandemic, which completely shifted my career and your career and everyone listening. And so I, I wanted to get you on because you seem like the perfect example of somebody who took an opportunity to create new businesses, new things, new ideas in the virtual space. And I'd love for you to just share more about it. So let's just dive right in. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's it's so exciting to be here. And um, 
I do feel like in, you know, in a difficult situation of, you know, when the pandemic started, it did kind of create this shift for me. And I started to see a lot of opportunities there. So pre-pandemic, I was teaching in person. I had only ever taught in person. I think I had maybe done like one or two FaceTime lessons at the request of students when they had gotten sick, but it definitely wasn't something that I was doing regularly or something that I was even really thinking about. And then, you know, everybody has their story of like that, that Friday when the stay at home orders were, um, were called. And I had, uh, I had a recital planned for that Sunday for my whole entire studio. And my, my private studio at that time was pretty big. And so I think I had like about 25 or 30 students that were playing in that recital. And I was panicked a little bit cause I was like, what are we going to do? I have this in-person recital planned. And I was just like, okay, I had been on Zoom a couple times for meetings for, for people that had asked me, and I was like, I will just get online. I'm gonna look up YouTube videos. I'm gonna figure out Zoom, and we're just gonna do this recital virtually. And so that was kind of the start of the shift. And we just, we did it. I sent my students an email like, this is how we use Zoom. This is the angle you're gonna need for the camera. Um, we're gonna go with it. It's not gonna be perfect, but we're gonna go with it and we're gonna do it anyway. And I was so proud of them. They showed up. They they really like conquered that mountain and um, and we had a great virtual recital. And so that was kind of like my initial initiation into online teaching was was actually a recital as the, as the start of it. And then did you pretty immediately like within the next week shift your students to virtual lessons? Yes. Yeah. So as soon as uh, the recital was over and it was becoming more apparent that this was going to be, you know, a little bit of a longer thing, then I did send an email saying, you know what, we all got so good at Zoom for that recital. We're going to just keep doing that uh, until we have more information. And at that time, you know, like everybody remembers, we weren't sure if it was going to be just a couple weeks or what. I think everybody was wishfully thinking it was going to be a couple weeks. And so that was my original intention. But then, of course, um, it ended up being a lot longer. And now I have decided never to like not to really resume in person except for with students that are working for competitions and auditions and things like that. So I'm still virtual and I've kind of made the choice to stay virtual um, for the future. There's so, I have so many questions because you created so many wonderful things and you really did take such a positive approach to a life change, a big career change moment. And you've mentioned a couple of times to me how, you know, finding Teach Music Online and finding our courses and membership really helped you shift your business. Can you tell us about kind of the moment you found us and what it was like going through the TMO course and how it how it helped you? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I had been teaching online for a few months. I think I found the um, TMO program at the end of 2020. So I had been doing it a little while. And at that time, it was clear now that like this was going to be the future for a while. <laughs> um, and so I had been doing online teaching and liking it and my students were liking it. I was so lucky. I didn't have students dropping off or anything like that. I actually had requests from more students because, you know, family members had started to hear that I was doing online lessons. And so I was starting to teach people in other areas and I was seeing like a glimmer of opportunity here. Um, I had always thought it would be cool to have a studio with like many teachers, but the the business side of insurance and securing a location and getting all the piano, like all of that seemed really overwhelming to me in the past. And so I started to kind of, as I was getting more students, see that I would need to make some changes in order to do online long-term and to potentially be able to grow in that way. 
and it was right around that time where I started to think that a change might be good that I think I came across on Facebook um, a class that you were teaching, like a free class, and it was ways to improve your online teaching. And I, because I had already been thinking about it, I wanted to watch this class, and I was so surprised when I watched it because I, you just blew my mind. I mean, you like the five tips that you gave or whatever were all things that I had not been thinking of and things that would I could immediately implement. And I don't remember what they were, to be honest, but I just remember leaving that class feeling so inspired and immediately it was like, I need, I need TMO in my life. Like I'm going to join this. I'm going to learn so much. This is exactly what I was looking for. Um, and once I joined, what was wild is I, I went through everything pretty quickly. Like I went through all the trainings and all the videos and started implementing everything. And I think a couple of major shifts happened for me. One, inside um, Teach Music Online, you talk so much about streamlining things and things that now I look back seem simple, but at the time I wasn't doing things like, you know, just organizing your music in Google Drive folders and things that just make the online teaching experience so much easier. And then the the unexpected byproduct of that was that um, that's all the stuff you also need to do to grow a business, right? You just need to streamline things. And so another big change that happened for me was you recommended Fonz in, in the TMO um, membership. And I switched over to Fonz and started automating payments and things like that. And for me, like the big, huge shift that changed, I guess my biggest takeaway was just, I started thinking outside the box. I started kind of removing those limiting beliefs of like, this is how I've done it. This is how I've always done it. And I started to see like, oh, here are some other ways to do it. And here are some ways that really make sense to do it. Um, ways that help streamline everything and ways that just ultimately also make the students happier because you're doing a much better job of teaching online and utilizing all of the technology and, and all of that kind of stuff as well. I love that you mentioned thinking outside the box because it's like, you know, we all were raised with a pretty specific like method for teaching and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't when you grow up and you have your own business and thinking creatively and I love like what I try to do in t inside TMO is provide so many different ideas and so many different resources and methods so teachers can go oh that's the one that resonates with me that's that fits my personality or that's exactly how I want to teach versus like there's one way to do it or there's like mm -hmm. there's one path that works for all students because that's just not true and we are also different as creative musicians and each have different styles and interests and it's been so fun to watch teachers take that and and approach it differently and then create differently because of it absolutely and i think you do such a good job of that inside of tmo because it's true like there were some things that i was like oh that's a cool idea i don't know if it's the fit for me but then you know a lot of the things were the fit for me and so um that can change everything i i was very I have a huge background in like classical piano and that's what I went to school and grad school for. And so um, I didn't get a lot of like business classes in school, which I think is true for some classical musicians. You know, um, now I think now more so people programs are requiring it, but they weren't when I was in school. And so leaving school and then realizing like, oh, my gosh, I know the music part. You know, I've got that. <laughs> But what about all the other stuff, like actually making a living and, you know, running a studio and, and anything else that you want to do? Um, so having access to a resource like TMO outside of school to really like get really clear and be able to have success in, in the business world in relation to music, I think is so important. So I'm so happy I found you. <laughs> well, I'm so happy, too. <laughs>
you have a program for adult pianists who are self-taught adults and you call it casual to confident piano player. I would love, to, I think this is so neat. So tell us about kind of where this idea came from and what it is. Sure. Uh, yeah. So casual to confident piano player is my online program for adult students. And I I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Um, I, one of the really cool things that happened after um, being in the TML membership is I got a lot less intimidated by the tech side of, of teaching and just, you know, learning how to use different softwares. And I had started doing some recording just for my students, like of performances and things like that. And so I actually started a YouTube channel. Um, and in doing the YouTube channel, I started serving a lot of adult students that were either learning on their own or had been returning to piano after having lessons as a kid and then having a large break or something like that. And in my own experience in teaching adults, I've just found that, you know, there's and I guess it's true in teaching in general, there's the stuff that you can speak to a large audience about pretty broadly. And a lot of people can take nuggets of wisdom, you know, things like rhythm issues or how to be musical. There's there's ways that you can speak about that, that. And this is what I was doing on my YouTube channel and speaking to a large audience. But then there's the other side of teaching, you know, where you see people in their private lessons and you work on things like technique and you can see them at their piano and you can really um, help them with their individual goals. And that I love both of those things. And so I wanted to create something that I had not seen, which is uh, Casual to Confident Piano Player. So it's an online program. And once adults join the program, they get access on my website to like a training vault. And the training vault has videos and PDFs where we go through essentially 10 um, 10 pillars or 10 checkpoints of just really common issues. And we start with like setting goals, how to know what level you're at, how to set long-term goals, how to set short-term goals, how to set goals in every individual practice session. And then I take them through like how to create a practice routine that works for them in their adult life. Cause everybody's so busy and we have other things going on. And then we go through all the common issues like rhythm and musicality and things like that. And then in, um, partnership with that, there's also, uh, a schedule of online group classes and I kind of treat it like um, like a gym or like a yoga studio where I'll, I have a calendar and I just have the classes on there and they can join as many classes as they'd like. They can also watch the replays of the classes and that's where we get to do more of the private lesson stuff where we all come together on Zoom, they play. It's kind of masterclass style a little bit, um, but people will bring things that they're, you know, just starting to learn or working on more broadly or just questions and it's fun because people get the personal feedback, you know, that one-on-one -on -one feedback. But what's really cool is they also get to observe other people getting feedback. And I think when we can do that, the ego is removed. So you can absorb that information in just a little bit of a different way. And then we also, of course, get to connect with each other because it's a group format. And I think that that's one thing that can be challenging in online teaching is you can, you know, we can be face to face, but sometimes that element of connection can just be like one step removed. And so in a group format, it seems to really foster that, that connection. Connection. And so that's been really, really cool to see and to be a part of. So I'm having a ton of uh, a fun in this program. And it's, again, kind of thinking outside the box is, is how this idea came to be. Um, because if I trace it all back, it kind of starts with like when I started teaching online and when I started, you know, trying to improve my online teaching that then led to starting the YouTube channel and then meeting all of these people and seeing this need um, for something and then the creation of this program. 
Wow, what a cool journey. I, I have so, like my business mind has so many questions about, that. like congrats, first of all, on creating something. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I love that you said you're obsessed with it. I feel like every teacher needs to find something they're obsessed with. And yes. I try to enforce that in the podcast, like reinforce that, like, if, if you're not enjoying it or it's feeling like a burden or it's feeling just like you're drowning in your studio, like something's wrong, like something's missing. Yes. And it sounds like when you created the YouTube channel that really kind of help, helped you fall into this, like, oh, like this is something I love. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I didn't, I wouldn't have known that that's where it would lead. Right. And I think that's the other thing too, is it, it can be tough to, to keep our minds open to, you know, letting the opportunities pre present themselves. Cause I started my YouTube channel just to help my students. I was like, I say the same thing over and over again <laughs> so many times. So I'm going to create videos where I say it once and then I can send them the video and I don't have to repeat myself all the time in lessons. And we can kind of maximize that lesson time. But I had no idea that it would connect me with all of these adult students and that it would kind of wake me up to see this huge need um, of something like this. So it's essentially a course of videos that they progress through and then they can get on. It's kind of like a hybrid format where you have a course, but also access to you. Is there a cap on that for how many adults you can let in that you've hit? Or are, do you have an idea for what that might be? Or is this something scalable? What are What's kind of your long term with it? Yeah, my long term goal is definitely to scale it. Um, I think right now, so I've only hit the cap a few times because there's enough people in the program, uh, but not everybody comes to every class. So if people want to play in a class, I can usually handle about four people per class of, you know, they play and we give quick feedback. Um, but as far as scalability goes, I think as more people join the program, if there's consistently more than four people that want to play for each class, what I'll probably end up doing is hiring um, other people to teach maybe classes on specific topics in addition to the masterclass style classes and then just, you know, expanding the amount of classes that I'm offering inside the membership. How, how long did it take you to kind of develop and create the course progression? Was that, were you releasing them gradually or just tell me kind of how you like thought of those? Cause your ideas for your videos in the course are also unique. Like you're not just like this, this is the method with a video of you, you know, down, looking down at the piano, you're talking about mm -hmm. mindset, you're talking about setting goals, which are essential for students in growth. And you often mm -hmm. get that in a one-on-one -on -one setting, but a lot of course creators might not think to include that. So tell me just about like how that came about and how long it took you to build that. Yeah. So I think that, um, so I've had my YouTube channel for about a year and I think the ideas have been kind of solidifying over the course of that year of just like, what is the progression? And, and I think if most teachers sit down and think about, you know, like, okay, I get a transfer student and this is who this transfer student is. And whether we know it or not, we all have like the kind of steps that we take them through to get them to to their goals. And so for me, it was creating videos on random subjects and kind of seeing the feedback on those random subjects. And then also thinking back to like, what is it that I really have done when my students have had the most success? You know, what are the things that I've actually been doing with them? And so I, I would say that like, in baby steps, the idea has been in the works for a long time. But then finally, when I decided, okay, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna record these videos, it, it 
was kind of fast. Um, I, I came up with the 10 steps of just like, how do I get people from point A to point B where they're like feeling casual, they have all these gaps in their knowledge and then they ultimately find that confidence. Um, and that part just kind of like came to me in I would say a few days. And then I kind of scripted out the videos and I let it sit for a couple weeks because that's kind of my creative process is to like, you know, sit on it and make sure I didn't miss anything and, and tweak it. And then I recorded the videos within a couple weeks and and put them up. So once once it was there, it was really, really there. Um, but I would say it was building, you know, I've, I've been gathering information my whole teaching career. And then, you know, it's been building since I started doing the YouTube channel and teaching in this video format. Very cool. That's very cool. I, I think creating courses and videos that students can go at at their own pace is so beneficial for the student because they are getting the best of you. Like it's so, cause people think, well, well, will anyone pay for that? Like they're not getting me one-on-one -on -one. Yeah. and I'm like, it's better. <laughs> it's better yeah. than because you're, you're recording like your best moment, like you're, exactly. your best teaching, your best method. It's something you've thought through and formulated, not just thought of on the spot with a student. And mm -hmm. that's why courses are so powerful because you're getting the best from this expert. Like yes. they have thought this through, maybe they taught it 100, 200 times before, but then they actually recorded it and then they can watch it five times if they need to. Like, it's not just like right. a one and done gone moment. Absolutely. And I, you're so right in that, like the knowledge for the videos that I recorded for the course, it's it's the culmination of hundreds of students. Like it's it's all of the experience from hundreds of adult students um, into one course, which is it's so valuable for sure. I, I also agree with you about the courses. I listened. I think it was actually on um, the music uh, music studio startup. Is that what it's called? The, the other pod podcast. And, um, she had a guest on that was saying like, if you are an educator, if you're a teacher and you're not monetizing your content, you're missing a huge opportunity because as teachers, it doesn't matter how big your studio is or what level of students you're teaching. You are constantly creating content. Every lesson you're creating content, you're coming up with ways to explain things to different students, you're helping them understand. And that's a unique skill set. And I think that a lot of teachers don't realize how valuable that is and that that's not something that everybody can do. And that it's so easy to create. Like you have a yeah. phone. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you have a phone and almost I think every teacher I've met has a computer of some sort. And yeah. The, the new course I'm creating, which is Course Creator for Musicians, is my method of creating courses step-by-step. Oh, cool. step. And it's because of this. Like, it's because I want teachers to realize, like, you can monetize your methods in a dozen different ways if you want. And then always have that element of one-on-one -on -one teaching like you have as well, because that's something we still love and want. But why mm -hmm. not capture, you know, the best of you or the best of your methods or the best of your creativity so we can give it out passively in the back yes. end. Like it's just so fun. Yeah. And it's, it's cool too, because I think it, for me, it's exciting in a business sense. It's, it's like your intellectual property also. It's something that, you know, it's recorded and it's there and it, it's whether you are there or not, it's, it, it exists and it's, um, it becomes this external thing, which I think in a business way is really exciting and inspiring as well. What would you say to teachers who are listening to this and they're like, yeah, that sounds really cool, but I'm not like, I'm not very business savvy. I don't know how to start a subscription. Like, you know, the, sometimes 
it's easy to tell yourself like I don't know xyz so I I, I can't do that um mm-hmm. or or just like the fears that step in like I'm not good enough a lot of teachers have these fears around no one's gonna pay me for that like I'm not Carly yeah. or I'm not Ashley like I'm not maybe young quote unquote like what would you maybe say to them about stepping outside the box like you've done? Ooh, I have so many things to say. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it's it's tough. And first of all, I would say, like, I hear you and I feel you because it's it's challenging. It's really challenging to step outside the box. And it's it's scary and it absolutely brings up all of those things that you just mentioned. Um, one of the things that I think was the most helpful for me when I decided to start the YouTube channel is I was watching videos on like how to start a YouTube channel, reading blog posts on how to start a YouTube channel. And one of the things that was in literally every single video that I watched or every single post was just do it. It doesn't matter the quality. It doesn't matter like, you know, what you think of it. Just get in the habit of sitting there and recording yourself and putting it online. Because regardless of who you are or how much equipment you have, you're going to look back at those first videos and they're going to be learning experiences and you're going to get better. And that's the nature of everything. Um, That's what we expect from our students. You know, we expect that they will come and that they'll be okay with making mistakes and that they'll get better and better and better. And I think that learning is ultimately a really vulnerable thing. And if we can allow ourselves to be vulnerable in that way and, um, and do it anyway, and, and show up and just push ourselves to admit that we don't know everything and be okay that we don't know everything and be okay with the fact that like, yes, what we do now, yes, in two years we'll look back and we'll be like, oh my gosh, that was not very good. But it's that process of going through it and coming to it regularly, just like practicing um, where we find that improvement and that success. Um, I have a like a little mantra that I've used for years that I love that, <clears throat> excuse me, I got from Brene Brown and she says something to the effect of like, it's okay to be afraid and brave at the same time. And like, anytime I feel scared, I try to remind myself that like, yes, it can be scary. And I still get scared to post videos sometimes or to hit record on the camera. I have to kind of like give myself pep talks <laughs> um, just like I would for a performance. Um, but you can, you can feel scared and you can also just decide to do it anyway. And I think that that's super powerful. I think when you have a goal that's scary, that's the best kind of goal. Like setting a goal that feels easy or that feels like, oh, I could do that is actually not a good goal in my opinion. (laughs) Totally. It needs to feel, it just needs to feel um, big and hard. And I, I try to, you know, encourage teachers to do that. Like thinking big, thinking outside the box. And also while they're scary, you also learn skills and it gets easier. You know, I think about, I always tell this story of when I was first creating my first landing page, which was just like a page where people could fill in their information and get something for free from us. It was actually for our photography business. And it took me, I think, eight days to get it right. And I was problem solving and I was watching videos and I couldn't, I couldn't get the triggers to trigger the email sequence that I needed in the right funnel. And I was so frustrated with it. And I just kept telling myself, like, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn this. And I can't tell you, like, how many dozens of lead magnets and lead pages I've created now. And I can make them in about 15 minutes. Like, that's about my time. And amazing. <laughs> it's just like. That's amazing. <laughs> And I mean, it's the same for YouTube videos. Like the first day you record a YouTube, you're thinking through the process, you're thinking through the framing, you're thinking through, okay, now where do I upload this and what do I say? And it might take an entire day, but eventually it'll take 10 minutes. 
Yes, it used to take me like two hours to edit a four minute video. And now it takes me like 25 minutes to edit like a 15 minute video. <laughs> Cause yeah, you just, you learn and you get better at it. And I think people sometimes get stopped in that part, like where you are, where you're trying to create that. And you know, you're like, I can't, why am I stuck on this? Why am I stuck on this? And you pushed through and you eventually did it. And it's like, if you can do that over and over again, it gets less scary, it gets less difficult. Um, and you look back and you're like, wow, I can't believe that was hard for me at one point. <laughs> right. And all of our teachers should look back on these last three years, you know, two and a half years. And I mean, the amazing things they've been able to conquer and learn with their students is incredible. Like I've been amazed yeah. with the integration of technology, the confidence teaching in front of a camera, like people feeling insecure about just like their visual presentation. And I mean, so many things that felt in March of 2020, like I can never do this to now where they're expanding and wanting to be online exclusively. Like they didn't just get there overnight. It just took, it takes sometimes months and years. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think as teachers, one of the cool thing is cool things is that like we, everything that we do in music, I like to kind of like take the lessons out of that and apply them to life. And I think, you know, we ask our students to like show up and to commit to their practice routines and just to put in the time and put in the time and they'll get better and they'll get better. And the same is true for us, whether it's for music or for anything really. And so um, we can apply that to our studios. We can apply that to our business knowledge or technology or whatever it is that we want to get better at, whatever it is that we want to grow in. You know, we can take that same philosophy from practicing that we all know so well to be true and apply it to anything you know you put in the time you keep coming back to it even if it feels hard even if it's discouraging and you you kind of just keep showing up um and then progress will happen for sure well i know teachers are going to want to connect with you and see what you've created so tell us about like where to find you on youtube and where to find you on facebook so they can reach out if they have any questions for you yeah, definitely. So my YouTube channel is Ashley Young Music Studio and you can find me there. I do um, currently I'm releasing like a video on Mondays and then I do a live stream that's really fun on Wednesdays where like it's very interactive. Yesterday we did um, sight reading and I asked, you know, for participation in the chat. Like we went through these pieces and we went through the process of sight reading and I have a lot of players that come to those live streams and also a lot of teachers that come and, you know, use what they learn for themselves or for their students. And so uh, Ashley Young Music Studio is my YouTube channel. And then I have a Facebook group that's called Casual to Confident Piano Player. You can connect with me there as well. That's a great way to connect more one on one. Like if you have a question or you want to, you know, post in the group or, or private message me. And then I'm also on Instagram and I have slightly different content on Instagram and YouTube. So Instagram is also Ashley Young Music Studio um, and I'm always there, you know, you can DM me or or show up in a comment. Um, I love connecting with people and I love helping people and getting to know what people are struggling with and helping them work through that. Well, again, congrats on creating something so fun and so exciting. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and ideas. There was there's so much more we could talk about, but I'm just so glad Definitely. I got to steal a little bit of your time. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. 
with 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.